đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you And welcome to the week episode of Team Cal, my radio today. Happy Friday. I hope you guys are having a great day. And to the people who are in today, it's January 6th. Hopefully, hopefully um, everything's going very well with you guys. And you guys may remember uh, this um, this day as being the... Some people call it insurrection. Some people call it a riot. Some people call it whatever. But it was pretty much a dark day. About what happened in the capital um, back in um, back in two thousand twenty-one, which is uh, two years ago, and what happened was pretty pretty bad, and I hope that the capital can continue on with their um, with their fight and continue on defending democracy, and not and you know not screw up or anything like that. All right, so. <laughs> As we moved on, as we continue on, um, I guess for the, I guess for the house, I, I, I should say. Um, before we go into Hong Kong's uh, reports and things like that, we're gonna have a little bit of a, a little bit of a talks about um, America, about the U.S. for now, because I haven't talked about it for quite a bit. I haven't talked about it for a long time, I should say. Um, the. The situation in Washington right now is quite a bit <laughs> exhausting. If you ask me, um, why are you exhausted by it? Well, I gotta say it's the crazy, um, I guess we should say the election for the, uh, f- uh for the, the House Representative Speaker. And it's taking a w- way too long. It's taking too long. And I feel like it's already it's, it's driving me nuts. And I hope that they can they can stop doing that. And I feel like they need there needs to be some kind of way that they can fix it. Otherwise, it will be pretty bad. Cause how many times do you need to vote? This is not the first time they took um quite a bit. I remember back then, like in the past, there was like about. What a hundred something um, times that they had to vote on the House speakers. It took a very long time to them for them finally to do that. It literally takes a long time. It takes a long time. So I, f- so I feel like it's nothing. I feel like it's already starting to get pretty annoying and pretty exhausting. So I'm hoping. So I'm hoping that they can actually, that they can actually vote on it quickly by today or so. Well, they're they're about to be on it probably about ten o'clock p.m. So hopefully, hopefully they can try to you know get this thing finished and make sure get through so that way these members can. And by the way, these members haven't been sworn in yet. They're still member elect. They haven't even sworn in office yet, and it's taking forever because you have to have a house speaker to make sure that works. Otherwise, that's gonna suck. So I'm hoping that um. 
that they hurry up with their process. Otherwise, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be easy. So let's just get into it. And by the way, make sure every tune in every Monday and Friday for our, um, for our podcast. So let's get started. So trial against four fugitive Hong Kong protesters over perverting the course of justice adjourned to February. The trial against four fugitive Hong Kong protesters who allegedly hide out in a safe house for almost two years before being arrested last July has been adjourned to February 1st, when the court will decide whether to transfer the case to the district court. They could face a maximum sentence of seven years if their case is transferred to the high court. The four who have failed to attend court court dates linked to the 2019 protest-related charge stand accused of perverting the course of justice. Among them is Tung Chi King, who was shot during a during the twenty during a twenty nineteen protest. Tung, who's now twenty one, and said Wong Haiming and Alex Wong Chun Ying were brought in front were brought in front of acting principal magistrate Veronica Hung at the West Kowloon Magistrate's courts on Wednesday. The defendants, Fung Qinghua, did not appear because he would have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Chang had long hair and appeared less skinny than, than at his first court appearances after his arrest in July. The four had been charged in acting and with doing an act or a series of acts tending and intended to pervert the course of public justice. The prosecution told the court that they would apply to combine the case against the four protesters with another perverting course of the perverting course of justice case against a 34-year-old warehouse worker, Yipo, who is suspected of hiding before providing them with food and transferring them uh, between hideouts. The court also heard that the prosecution would apply for the case to be transferred to the district court. The magistrate granted an adjournment to February 1st. Zhang and his co-defendants could face a maximum sentence of seven years if convicted. Chang, Anson Wong, and Alex Wong did not apply for bail and will remain remanded in custody until their next court appearances in court. Fum is scheduled to appear in court next Monday. An overseas activist group announced in December 2020 that Chang had gone into exile after missing a court hearing over rioting and assaulting on police charges. He was arrested last July with his code, uh, three co-defendants. We said they had intended to flee the state after moving between safe houses for nearly two years. Senior Superintendent Lee Guai Gui- Wa of the Police National Security Union told reporters that the four fugitives had been assisted by a group of ten, but most members of that group had already left the sea. And it's all it's a situation like this that we already knew why it happens. It's not like it's it's not it's not surprising that it's happening anyway. So let's talk about the Philippines itself. We haven't talked about Philippines yet, I I assume. Because of the election last year, whatever. You know, we 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 observe it, right? I observe it. I, uh, everyone observe it so we know what's going on. Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. <coughs> or Bomo Marcos vows to strengthen China's ties on Beijing's trip. <coughs> I wonder why. Beijing's uh, um, Philippine president, Ferran Marco, said Wednesday he hoped to straighten ties with Beijing on his first state visit to China since taking office. China and the Philippines are at odds, at odds 
opened a hotly disputed China, South China Sea, where Marco was expected to sign a deal in Beijing this week to establish direct communication on maritime issues. I don't know how. I don't know why you're not maintaining that issue, maintaining that ties in. Manila considers consider it of a pri- of primary importance to straighten the relationship between China and the Philippines. Uh, Marcos said in a meeting on on Wednesday with top Chinese legislature Li Jiangshu. Marcos, who is expected to meet Chinese leader Xi Jinping, said he hoped for a partnership that will stabilize and straighten all of our economies. Up to 14 bilateral agreements are expected to be signed during Marcos' visit, which ends on Thursday. The Philippines government, the Philippine government, said last week both sides would sign a communication agreement to avoid miscalculation and miscommunication in the West Philippine Sea, referring to the part of the South China Sea that it claims. Quote, quote, that it claims. The Philippines ordered its military last month to boost its presence in the contested wars after a Bloomberg report that China has started reclaiming several unoccupied lands features around Spratly. Beijing claims sovereignty over almost in the entire South China Sea and has ignored an international court ruling that it claims it has no legal basis. The Philippines, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Brunei had overlapping, overlapping claims to part of it. Marco said on, t- on Tuesday, before leaving for China, he hoped to address political security issues of bilateral and regional nature. The issues between our two countries are problems that do not belong between two friends. Oh really? Are there actually friends or are there actually crazy enemies that you have to get rid of? Because all they do, this is what they always do. They steal and that's it. That's all they care about, stealing. So you, I don't know who's um, irrational there, so. So, we did talk about citizen, citizen news before. Media outlet citizen news, right? Talk about that quite a bit. One year after its closure, Hong Kong media, um, Hong Kong media outlet says news removes all online content as the firm winds up. Defunct independent Hong Kong, defunct Hong, independent Hong Kong news outlet says the news has removed all of its contents from its website and social media platforms, as the media publication marked a year since its ceased operations. A former editor has confirmed the move, saying the company was winding up. The closure of, of non-profit Citizen News on January 4, 2022 came days after police officers from the, national, from the city's National Security Department raided the newsrooms of Stan News and arrested seven people linked to the independent media platform, causing it to shudder. Citizen News said it was closing to protect the safety of its staff, Chris Young. Chief, chief writer of the, at the outlet, to reports at the time they can they could no longer gauge where legal boundaries lay. <laughs> when Hong Kong Free Press attempted to access the Citizen News website on Wednesday, its homepage has been replaced by a statement from the Citizen News team. Direct links to the outlet's articles are also were also accessible. We have never forgotten our original content. Sadly, we can no longer strive to turn our beliefs into reality without fears because of the sea change in society over the past two years and deteriorating media environment. <laughs> the statement, which was published when the outlet closed, read. The Facebook and Instagram pages 
of citizen news became unavailable, while Twitter, just four tweets remain about the closure of the outlet. Internet Archive Wayback showed the content of Stan- on the Stan News website was accessible on Monday. Daisy Lee, who formerly worked as um, citizen, New- citizen News chief editor, confirmed with Hong Kong Press that they had removed such content, and the reason was the company had to close down eventually. She said that they cho- they chose this date to do it as it marks the one-year anniversary for the Citizen News cease. Um, cease of operation. Citizen News was the third major media outlet to close after Beijing's implementation of the sweeping national security law in Hong Kong, following Apple Daily and Stan News. <laughs> the collapse of independent newsrooms had drawn criticism from international media watchdogs, including reporters, including reporters without borders, and international federation of journalists over the situation of press freedom in Hong Kong. Former Chief Executive Carrie Lam, like she always does, this is the former Chief Executive, and denied at the time that the, such closure would have a chilling effect, even though it is already is on the on the Hong Kong media industry. Her successor, former Security Chief John Lee, also maintained that the city enjoys press freedom, and there was and there was no need to defend it. <laughs> a poll actually found that Hong Kongers. Satisfaction with press freedom and media outlets in this city has dropped your record low. So I don't know who am I going to believe here. You realize they're already dropping, and why are they still denying? Saying, "Well, it's actually it's actually getting better. It's getting better. Oh, what? What's better? What's better?" So we're not gonna we're gonna go right into um, basic things about sexual orientation. This is um. We did talk about a couple of times, so we're not going to go back to it again. But you guys can check out some of our episodes. Hopefully, we have some episodes that, that talk about that. I don't know which episode was it, but hope you guys can look it up. Hong Kong's top court hears legal bid from trans men over changing sex on ID without undergoing full surgery. <sighs> Hong Kong's top court has had heard an appeal against the decision which bars transgender people from changing their sex indicated on their identity cards if they if they have not undergone full sex reassignment surgery. <laughs> Five judges from the Court of Final Appeals, Chief Justice Andrew Chung, Permanent Judges Roberto, uh, Roberto, Roberto Ribeiro, uh, Joseph Falk, and, jo- and Johnson Lam, and non-permanent Judge Lord um, Jonathan Sumpson heard the case of Q and Henry Edward Tse against the Commissioner of Registration. Both Q and Tse are transgender men whose British passport state their sex as male. However, a Court of Appeal decision from thir- from January last year affirmed the Hong Kong gov- government policy that they could not change their, s- change their sex on their identity card unless they have full sexual reassignment surgery. The procedure including the removal of the uterus and ovaries and the construction of a penis or some form of a penis. I don't know I don't know why I don't know why would I even be why they're doing this? Why? The appellants argued that the policy would be in violations of the Hong Kong Bill of Rights. I guess they're using that correctly. King Council Lord David Panic representing Q and Ted argued on Wednesday that denying the appellant's identification cards 
which stated their sex as males and inevitably caused them humiliation, loss of dignity, and distress. And I agree. Their parents would have to disclose the most intimate aspect of their life, which was their transgender status when their identity cards showing a female sex, sex entry were checked in daily scenarios, said Panic. The policy also meant that the only way Q and Ted could avoid such discomfort was to undergo invasive surgery, which was not medically necessary, the King Council argued. And that the government had failed to present any adequate justification for the policy, which posed a disappropriate limits to the appellant's rights. Why are they why are they doing this anyway? It sounds ridiculous. That's the that's the privacy. Why they're making them doing that? I don't know if they actually looked. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go go near that. The government, represented by King's Council Monica Carras Frisk, presented three reasons why the policy was ne- was reasonably necessary. Tell me about it. Carras Frisk argued that a system of med- uh, medical certification, such as that was used in the UK, which was cited by the appellants, would result in arbitrariness and inconsistency, as certification would depend on the judgment of medical professionals as to whether transition has occurred. However, Panic said that while the government claims that a full sexual reassignment surgery was the only workable ob- objective and verifiable criteria, the argument was simply inconsistent with other countries' experiences where transgender individuals were recognized without these as, without these sexual uh, reassignment surgery <laughs> uh, requirement. The government team also argued that there were undoubtedly many areas of daily life where gender matters, and that di- real difficulties could arise if there was a lack of congruence between physical appearances of a tran- of the transgender individual and their identity card entry. <laughs> Full sexual reassignment surgery was required to avoid practical difficulties in situations such as alcane gender prisons and hospital wards, cards for us said. <laughs> the appellant's team said in, in, said in turn that the supposed difficulties had not stopped many countries from adopting measures what uh, would not risk require fu- would not require full sexual reassignment surgery, and that the scenario in question would still arise regardless of what gender was stated on the transgender ident- individual's identity cards. The policy was also to make sure the irreversibly up to transition. The commissioners' representatives argue hormonal and psychiatric treatment prior to to the sexual reassignment surgery were reversible, Carr said. And in in case of transgender male, <laughs> fertility might be restored if hormonal um treatment were uh, were stopped and could result in pregnancy. The risk did not prevent the European court, international bodies or other countries from recognizing a transgender person, argued Panic, as they as they correctly recognized that the risk is very remote is a very remote one. There are also other ways to address the risk, said the appellant council. The government could require the appellants to continue hormonal, hormonal treatments and have a panel of experts appointed by the government to assess the situation. Following the submission from both sides, the judge reserved the ruling to a later date. I don't understand because 
Don't they have the rights to have that kind of that kind of identification though? <laughs> it sounds kind of unnecessary to even do it anyway. What is going on with hamsters today? So Hong Kong to resume <laughs> to resume hamster imports a year after mass cool over over links to COVID outbreak. Hong Kong will resume hamster Im- imports later this month. Officials said Thursday, nearly a year after some 2,000 pet rodents were killed at the, at the height of the city's coronavirus outbreak. The Chinese finance, finance hub halted the, the commercial imports of small mammals last January after a pet store worker and nearly dozens hamsters tested positive for the Delta variant. <laughs> Which I didn't even know hamsters has, by the way. As a part of the city's zero-COVID policy, authorities also ordered hamsters' owners to surrender their pets for cooling, sparking an outcry from animal activists and many residents. Hamsters can once again be imported for sale in Hong Kong starting this month, but only if they test negative for the coronavirus, the Agriculture, Fisheries, and Conservation Department told AFP on Thursday. Hong Kong campaigns against hamsters took place in early in the early days of a of an Omicron outbreak that ultimately ki- that ultimately killed around nine thousand people and signaled the collapse of the city's COVID defenses. <laughs> that outbreak left Hong Kong with one of the highest per capita fatality rates in the world last year, fueled by mostly by elderly people who, de- who had declined to get vaccinated. The government defended its hardline measures <laughs> and a part of citing scientific research that showed Syrian hamsters. Could get infected with COVID-19 and pass it on to humans. <laughs> Critics saw the queue as an illustration of a kind of strict, uh, strict, strict rules that hammered the city's economy, sparked an exodus of residents, and left the international isolated for more than two years. The import ban, which initially applied to all small mammals, <laughs> was narrow was narrowed to on, to only hamster in May. The city began relaxing its pandemic curbs in September, with mainland China following suit by the end of the year. Though in Hong Kong, same control measures such as compulsory indoors and outdoor masking remains. At least they're at least they're doing something here. At least they're trying to decrease it. But there are some situations I can defend, or something I can't even defend at all. Literally, I'm I'm serious. And what is going on with Japan with COVID-19? Yes, we talked about last time the policy of Japan, right? COVID-19, Japan to allow Hong Kong flights to land at all airports following policy reversal. Japan has reversed a COVID-19 ban that barred Hong Kong flights, not including mainland, I think, from landing in some cities. A relaxation that came after the city's, argue, uh, city's authorities argue, urged it, it, um, it to drop the restrictions. In in a Wednesday night statement, the Hong Kong government said that starting Sunday, passenger flights from Hong Kong would be would be allowed to land at all airports. Japan early restricted the flights to seven airports. The government added, however, that Japan would continue to limit the, ex- the extent of the increase in frequency of passenger flights departing from Hong Kong. The Hong Kong SAR government rel- welcomes the relaxations. But emphasis that follows suit that follows up 
with the Japanese Japanese authorities will continue, such that Japan will uh, uh, resign all all restrictions targeting Hong Kong flights, with a view to reducing impact on travelers, the statement read. (laughs) Hong Kong's flagship carrier, Cathay Pacific, said it was aware of the latest updates from from the Japan authorities on the adjustment of travel restrictions and will adjust schedules according to the de- travel demand. Japan announcements in late December that it would block Hong Kong flights from from landing at all by a limited number of airports sparked concerns among the city's travelers, for whom this city, the country is a is a top tourist destination. The Hong Kong government <laughs> said at the time that the restrictions would affect about 60,000 passengers and that the rules was un- were unreasonable. Captain Pacific, Hong Kong Express, and Hong Kong Airlines all announced flight cancellation amidst the curves. <laughs> Several countries, including the U.S., France, and South Korea, imposed new, stri- new regulations on travelers from mainland China after they announced it would reopen borders this Sunday. Since abandoning many of its strict COVID-19 rules, infections have surged across the border, with reports of hospitals and crematorium being overwhelmed. Mainland China have been accused of not being transparent about its outbreak. From Sunday, travelers entering Japan from or via mainland China must take on an arrival COVID-19 test, with those testing positive required to isolate government facilities, according to Japan's National Tourism Organization. Hong Kong's inbound and outbound travelers uh, travel have picked up in recent months with the relaxation of COVID-19 restrictions <laughs> in the city. Although experts have said have said that permanent um, damage have been inflicted on the industry by stringent rules, arrivals are no longer subject to testing after they land, and a three-day ban ban on entering restaurants and other businesses have been dropped. I don't know if it's a good idea to um to stop that, but whatever the case, hopefully the the case in Japan doesn't rise up. So good luck to that. Of course, Beijing got to hit back on WHO, right? Right? Oh yeah, Beijing. Uh, the Beijing government saying we're doing everything well according to the rules, right? Beijing hits back at WHO criticism over China's understanding understanding true impact of COVID outbreak. When WHO are trying to tell the truth, they get hit back. China Thursday insisted they have been transparent with the international community about its COVID data. As it hits back against the World Health Organization or WHO criticism that it tallies a virus death with understanding the true scale of its outbreak. There is mounting international concerns over China's steep rise in COVID infections since Beijing abruptly lifted years of hardline restrictions last month. Hospitals and crematoriums quickly overwhelmed. More than a dozen countries have imposed fresh COVID rules on visitors from China in the wake of that pandemic, requiring all arrivals to submit negative virus tests with some screening wastewater from flights arriving from the from the world's most populous nation. <laughs> China has, rec- has only recorded 23 COVID deaths since December, after dramatically narrowing the criteria for classifying such fatalities. Beijing statistics about the pre- unprecedented wave on our wide <laughs> seen by other countries as not reflecting reality. 
a Geneva on Wednesday, WHO emergencies, emergencies Director Michael Ryan said the global organization was without complete data from China. <laughs> we believe that the current numbers being published from China underrepresent the true impact of the disease in terms of hospital emissions, in terms of ICU emissions, and particularly in terms of death, he said. The definition Beijing is using is very narrow, he yeah. Of course, Beijing hits back on Thursday, insisting China has always shared relevant information and data with the international community with an open and transparent attitude. <laughs> Did you? We hope the WHO Secretariat will hold a scientific, objective, and just, and just position and make efforts to play a positive role for the world responses to the, to the pandemic challenge. <laughs> Um, Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning told a um, told a press briefing. She also urged countries against imposing fresh travel restrictions on on arrivals from China, <laughs> calling for them instead to work together to protect the normal movements of people. Here's a problem, though. What Beijing doesn't understand, you realize your thing came from a lab in China. And it gets transported here in America, we're going to have another pandemic again. We're not trying to say, well, let's stop China from coming in. We're just saying, we're just trying to make sure, okay? That's how it works. We're not, because they're saying, well, what about the Chinese people that already live here? They're already here. They're already here. That's a different story. We're saying your country. I came from your area. They come here. We have to make them. We have to make sure that they have a negative test. Otherwise, it spreads to everyone. European Union countries have also echoed WHO concerns that China's data on COVID infection was insufficient. Reason why? Because we don't trust China's data. <laughs> As countries grapple with the bet with the best response to the surge in cases, a crisis meeting of EU experts said on Wednesday that member states were strongly encouraged to demand COVID tests from passengers coming from China. <laughs> The meeting was held to coordinate a joint EU responses to the sudden inflow of visitors as Beijing lifts its zero COVID policy, which have largely closed the country off to international travel. <laughs> Experts argue also recommend that passengers to and from China wear face masks, and that EU countries conduct um, conduct random tests on arrivals and test wastewater from flights from China. According to a statement issued by the Swedish Presidency of the EU, WHO Chief Tetros Adhanom Ghebreyesus had earlier told reporters that the that the organization's officials had held high-level talks in recent weeks with counterparts in China. <laughs> we continue to ask China for more rapid, regular, reliable data on hospitalization and deaths, as well as more comprehensive real-time viral sequencing, Tetros said. At least he's saying it more honest this time, telling him, you gotta tell him. <laughs> it sounds so pathetic, I wish you could be more stronger tones in that. He reiterated that the UN, the UN Health Agency understood why some countries were introducing fresh COVID curbs on visits from China. With circulation in China so hot and comprehensive data not come, uh, forthcoming, it is understandable that some countries are taking steps they believe will protect their citizens, he said. At least he's understanding. <sighs> Alright, at least he's understanding about why um, we needed it. Because we don't trust the Communist Party anymore. 
We just don't trust them anymore. The government is so irresponsible. The government is so freaking incompetent. How can we trust them? That's what I want to know. How can we trust them, though? Hong Kong delivery workers jailed for eight months over seditious posts calling for independence, boycotts of COVID-19 curse. A Hong Kong delivery worker had been sentenced to eight months in prison under colonial era sedition law for publishing social media posts that called for the city's independence, the use of virus, and a boycott of COVID-19 regulations. <laughs> Wang Chunki appeared before Chief Magistrate, Magistrate Victor So at West Kowloon Magistrate's Court on Thursday. The 42-year-old had earlier pled guilty to, to doing an act or acts of sedition intention by posting 113 seditious messages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter between January 30th, 2021 and November 21st, 2022. So said, said Wong has published uh, messages advocating Hong Kong independence and mentioning revolution, starting a war, and uprising in some posts. He said Wong encouraged others to use violence and copy the actions of a man who stabbed and injured a police officer on July 1st, 2021 and took his own life afterwards. The delivery workers also published posts that urge others not to use the government's COVID-19 contract tracing app, Leave Home Safe, not to get vaccinated, and not to wear a mask. The magistrate said Wong has published his messages on four accounts across three social media platforms that are widely popular in the world. So said Wong could have could have restricted access to his posts, but have decided to leave them open for public view. The defense. The defendant's message spreads his message widely, with extremely high levels of penetration. What he what he did was continuous and permanent, the magistrate said. <sighs> he added that Wong had produced and written his own content on top of sh- on top of sharing others' ideas. Wong's lawyer said his client felt deep remorse and had acted out of post and a lack of understanding of the damage his action could have led to. The court had heard that Wong was apologetic towards all affected government departments, as well as to his 69-year-old mother for mental stress had he caused her. <laughs> the lawyer said Wong was willing to delete all of his social media accounts and pledged not to commit the same offenses again. However, the magistrate said he, could, he should consider a deterrent um, sentence to stop others from copying Wong's action or follow his advocacy. So said the defendants had incited others to organize the, to engage and enact in dangerous social order, which, which brings actual and potential threats to public safety. Wong was jailed for eight months after the court applied a one-third discount to the starting sentence of 12 months. The Hong Kong seditious law, sedition law was last amended in the 1970s <laughs> When the state was still a British colony, the maximum penalty under the charge is two years imprisonment, which is a lot. We shouldn't say it's a lot less. We shouldn't say it's a lot uh, more. There's nothing different about that. Or it's nothing different, okay? So, I don't want to hear people say, well, that's a, that's a lower. No, that's not, that's not the case here. Twenty-four. The same thing as well. 24-year-old man arrested for sedition, for sedition after allegedly promoting Hong Kong independence on social media. Hong Kong National Security Police have arrested a 24-year-old man for sedition over his social media posts, including some which call for independence. The police said the man arrested on Thursday had all had also allegedly posted messages from November to December last year, 
inciting others to subvert Hong Kong, the Hong Kong and central government, inciting hatred against the judiciary, and urging a boycott of pandemic, um, of pan, pandemic measures. <laughs> Police said the device used for posting seditious content online was found at the man's home. He is being held in custody. Sedition is not covered by Beijing's imposed national security law, which targets secession, subversion, collusion, foreign forces, and terrorist acts, and mandates up to life imprisonment. Both convicted under this under the sedition law, last in the 1970s, when Hong Kong was still a British colony, faces a maximum print, a penalty up to years in prison. <laughs> in a separate case, the living man who pled guilty to sedition over his social media post was jailed for eight months on Thursday, which we reported about a second ago. Thing is, is this. Some people have different views. I feel like there's nothing wrong with people expressing different views. And doing this is just makes it too, almost a point of severe, ridiculous, and crazy. And what about the Apple? What about Apple Daily? What about Apple Daily? And we'll talk about. And what about Apple Daily? What are we going to be talking about now? Well, we'll explain more after the break. Welcome back. Hong Kong listing of Apple Daily's parent company, Nextigital, to be cancelled. Hong Kong Stock Exchange is to cancel the listing of Nextigital, the parent company of pro-democracy tabloid Apple Daily, which closed down after a police raid and the arrest of its owner. Nextigital said it was notified last month of the decision by the exchange's listing committee. The listing will be cancelled as of next Thursday. Trading in Nextigital shares have been suspended in, since uh, June 17, 2021, when hundreds of police officers raided the company headquarters in Tinquano before trading was suspended. The company had value up $764.6 million. <laughs> Nextigital and Apple Day were both, were both founded by media tycoon Jimmy Lai, who is currently in, on remained, on remained pending a national security trial. He could face life imprisonment if found guilty. The city's financial chief, Paul Chen, asking the court first instance in September 2021 to wind up next digital citing public interest. The high court issued a wind-up order in December that year. The 75-year-old is, is accused of four offenses, including two counts of conspiracy to collude foreign forces and one count of collusion with foreign forces, contrary to the Beijing's imposed national security law. The media tycoon have also been accused under the colonial era sedition law over allegedly sedition materials. <laughs> the trial, which began in December, had been adjourned to September as the court awaited a decision from, Be- from Beijing on whether overseas councils not qualified to practice in Hong Kong are allowed to take part in national security cases. <laughs> the standing committee of the National People's Congress issued an interpretation last month which essentially gave Hong Kong Chief Executive John Lee the power to decide the issue. Lai is currently serving a five-year and nine-month prison term after he was convicted of fraud. The media tycoon was also previously handed a prison term totaling 20 months for protest-related offenses. It's pretty shocking to see this happening at all anyway. It's pretty shocking to see them, you know, seeing him suffering like that. I don't know if this is some kind of retaliation or is this some kind of revenge on what the government's been trying to do, of course. 
I guess three, three more reports. So, Hong Kong to reopen four borders checkpoints on Sunday as mainland China scraps most COVID travel rules. Hong Kong will accept up to 50,000 mainland visitors per day via its land ports from Sunday when China scraps most of its COVID-19 travel restrictions and reopens to the world after almost three years. <laughs> four border checkpoints land crossing at Lok Ma Chao Station and Mang Kam To and the seaport of the, at the Macau Terminal and China's Ferry Terminal will resume operations on Sunday, Chief Executive John Lee said during a press conference on Thursday. Visitors' quotas will be allocated online on a first-come, first-served basis. First-come, first-served basis. There you go. All cross-border travelers must obtain a negative result from the, from a COVID-19 PCR test. Both physical and electronic proof will be accepted, taken within 48 hours of travel, Chief, Exec- Chief Secretary Eric Chen said during the same press briefing. Breaking down the, fi- the 50,000 day quota, Chen said the, said the Lok Mak Chow, uh, checkpoint would be, would be allocated to large numbers of of spots for travelers coming to Hong Kong from the mainland, but a daily cap of thirty five thousand. The Shenzhen Bay and Ma and Mang checkpoints will have daily quotas of ten thousand and five thousand respectively. Meanwhile, there will be a daily quota of sixty thousand visitors from May- from Hong Kong to the mainland. Hong Kong residents returning to the city from the mainland and mainland residents and Hong Kong traveling north will be exempt from the daily quotas. The booking platforms for travelers in Hong Kong going to the mainland will open on Thursday evening, the official says. Slot for the first eight weeks from Sunday to March 4th, from Mar- to March 4th will be available for booking on a first-come, f- uh, first-come, 1st basis. The, de- the platform will refresh with additional uh, week opening up every Sunday. Those making the booking can do so for themselves, and three others making the same trip. The platform will provide three time slots from each checkpoint. Chan said that authorities will, um, would gradually increase the daily quotas after reviewing the measures. Cross-border students in, it, in the mainland will, be, will also be allowed to come to Hong Kong for in-person classes after the, after the New Year, Chan said. They will be exempt from the quotas. I would like to thank the central authorities for making arrangements for the or for the orderly and gradual opening of the border, Lee said. Transport Secretary Lam Sai Hong said the high speed rail connecting Hong Kong and Shenzhen will restart no later than January fifteenth. I hope everyone understands that the high speed rail stop services almost three years ago. Time is needed to prepare for its resumption, Lamb said. Workers also need to need time to familiarize themselves with the operations and the rail and the railroad situation from Hong Kong to Guangzhou to ensure to ensure safety. He added. Health Secretary Lao Chunmao assured that assured the city that the border border reopening will not pose undue burden 
on local on local medical facilities the mainland is experiencing an unprecedented wave of infections with reports of hospitals and crematorium be, being overwhelmed following the abrupt scrapping of stringent zero COVID measures. While non Hong Kong residents will be able to pay to receive COVID nineteen vaccinations at private healthcare providers, Low said Lowe said will not have access to free jabs at at government centers. <laughs> non Hong Kong residents coming to Hong Kong and receiving self paid vaccines will not affect the supply of jabs under the government scheme, Lowe said. He added that although the city was experiencing a shortage of some brands of of paracetamol because of the because there were more than seven hundred types of medication containing par, um paracetamol supply was steady. <laughs> the government was actively buying and stocking up on the relevant medications to meet society's demands, Lowell said. Quarantine free travels between Hong Kong and mainland China was suspended for the city's record its first COVID nineteen infections in January twenty twenty. For years both sides maintained some of the world's strictest uh, social distancing and travel restrictions, with arrivals subject to mandatory quarantine and testing. Hong Kong scrapped hotel quarantine in September, while China will lift most travel-related restrictions on Sunday. Beijing announced on Thursday that visitors from Hong Kong would no longer be tested when they crossed the border from Sunday. However, they will still they will still have to obtain the negative PCR results and complete a health declarations form before traveling. China will also resume issuing travel and business uh, visas for mainland residents to travel to Hong Kong. Hong Kong has recorded 2.7 million infections and 12,081 deaths since the beginning of the pandemic three years ago. I don't understand why um, open up to the borders but last year, but like two years ago, or three years ago, I should say, when 2020 hits, when COVID-19 hits, why didn't they close the border beforehand? Why did they have to reopen it still? It's like inviting, like what uh, former legislator Kwakaki said, it's like inviting a wolf to your house. I don't know who's irresponsible there. Hong Kong newspaper Ming Pao criticized by number two officials over comic strip about Beijing's ruling on national security law. <laughs> Hong Kong newspaper Ming Pao has been criticized by one of the city's top officials over a comic strip about Beijing's uh, recent interpretation of the national security law. China's top lawmaking body, the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress, issued legislative interpretation of two articles <laughs> of the sweeping security legislation last Friday, or whether foreign councils were not uh, foreign whether um, whether foreign counsel is not qualified to practice in Hong Kong or allowed to take part in national security cases. The interpretation did not dictate whether overseas lawyers had participation in such cases was permitted. Monsei gave powers to the Hong Kong chief executive and the committee for safeguarding national security to decide on the matter. <laughs> the comic author by Wong Ki Kwan, who worked under the pen name Chung Ji, and published on thir- and published on Thursday depicted two people discussing interpretation. In it, one of the characters said the interpretation did not grant the chief executive extra power, but only confirmed that the chief executive and the committee could do whatever they want. In a Facebook post pu- um, published on Thursday night, 
Chief, Sec Chief Secretary for Administration, Eric Chen, said the government deeply regretted the comic, which made biased, misleading, and false accusations <laughs> towards the constitutional responsibility of the Chief Executive to safeguard national security. I don't know what the scare of, of a comic. Come on. It's completely wrong and misleading for the comic to depict the National People Congress Standing Committee interpretation as allowing the Chief Executive to do whatever he wants, Chen Post reads. <laughs> Isn't that what they are right now? Isn't that what the Chief Executive is doing right now? The interpretation abided by the principle of the rule of law does not harm the court's independent judiciary power or basic human rights, said the, said, uh, such as the rights to a fair trial, the Post reads. Chen's criticism on Thursday was the latest um, in a string of official disapproval toward Ming Pao, the government, the government on at least two separate occasions last year, expressed deep regrets and concerns over an opinion piece, an opinion piece in a comic published by the newspaper. What's wrong? With, what's wrong with these newspaper publishing thing? They have the rights, though. The Beijing interpretation was issued following Chief, Sec Chief Executive John Lee's invitation. After attempts by the Secretary for Justice to block King Counsel Timothy Owens' admission in the national security trial against media tycoon Jimmy Liefeld, Lie, who's fa who faced four charges under the Beijing's imposed national security law and the colonial era sedition law, <laughs> could face life imprisonment if convicted. The trial has been adjourned to September. The media tycoon is currently serving five years and nine months in jail after being convicted of fraud. The 75-year-old was also previously sentenced to a total of 20 months in jail over a protest-related charge. He has been detained since December 2020. That's almost three years ago. And what far are you saying? My nose are killing me today. But we're going to do it because I'm doing it for you guys' report. Ex-editor of Hong Kong Stand News told police... Uh, told police... Other people have nothing to do with this during the rest court hearings. <laughs> a Hong Kong court heard testimonies from an officer involved in an arrest of former chief editor of the defunct independent Hong Kong outlet, Stan News, as a sedition law, a sedition trial against veteran journalists and a former colleague enter his 15th day. Given testimony at district court on Friday. <laughs> The, security, the National Security Police Officer recalled that Chen Poikun said, I'm standing as editor-in-chief. Other people have nothing to do with this, as he was arrested at his home on December 29, 2021. <laughs> that same day, the independent outlet ceased operation and shut down its website after its newsroom was raided by hundreds of National Security Police, Chum, who was who had stepped down from the post of editor-in-chief at the time and acting chief editor Patrick Lam were arrested. They stand accused of conspiring to publish seditious publications. <laughs> According to the officer's testimony, Chum only requested to meet his lawyer after police have taken his initial initial, initial testimony at Cowan's police Cowan State Police Station. Chum then had a had a private meeting with his lawyer before recording another testimony. <laughs> copied by a lawyer in the what in the Kowloon West in the Kowloon West Regional Headquarters. <laughs> the prosecution said they would play the recorded testimony, which, ha which is more than an hour long in court on Monday. According to local media, a police witness a police witness told the court on Thursday that when police took Chun's mobile phone when he was arrested, they put it in an airplane mode, then changed its setting to permanent to permanently unlocked. <laughs> 
Police took more than a hundred screenshots of Chung's WhatsApp chat history with Lam and another senior editor, Kenny Lung, from two chat groups. The groups were set up by Chum on December 15, 2021, nearly two months after he stepped down from the post of editor-in-chief. Chum resigned from Stan News in October, that year after his wife, Chang Puimang, was arrested for conspiracy to commit collusion with a foreign country and was denied bail. Chan was associate publisher of another defunct news outlet, Apple Daily. A screenshot of a WhatsApp chat history showed Chum asking Lam and Lung question about various pub, uh, published news articles and proposing headlines and news angles. In her opening statement, lead prosecutor Lauren M told the court that Chum remained involved in Stan News editorial decision even after his resignation. <laughs> the trial will continue on Monday. The anti-sedition law, which was last amended in the 1970s, when Hong Kong was still under, a, under British colonial rule, falls under the city's crime ordinance. It is separate from the Beijing's imposed national security law and outlaws incitements to violence, disaffections, and other offenses against the authorities. I feel like freedom of speech or freedom of the press is starting to become almost like it's like it's being suppressed and being crushed. We can't say anything. We can't do anything. We can't even express ourselves. Like, what kind of motivations are they giving us anyway? Nothing. No motivation whatsoever. And I'm hoping that Hong Kong will maintain, will gain its freedom of press. And hopefully the government does not suppress it because they've been doing it all right for too long already. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our breakup podcast. And if you guys... And if you guys... Ho- hopefully you guys can, you know... Do um, talk more about politics, and I hope you guys are involved in politics. Well, not all. Hopefully, you guys are interested in it. So that's what I'm talking about. And of course, this is it's getting pretty difficult for me to even put out anything um, without a problem because, well, not real. Okay, okay, not really. And no, no, and no more. I should say. And I'm going to have to discuss here today. Um, the House of Representatives doing, doing the voting. Hopefully they finish with the voting. Finish with... They can't even pass bills without even having the... the um, what do you call it? The chiefest... The, having the House of Representatives... Uh, what is it, what, what is it, uh, it called? Oh yeah, Speaker getting elected. They can't even pass bills. Without the, without having a problem like that, I'm hoping that they are finishing voting. I don't know by it's by ten what they said, <laughs> and that's it for today. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Count, and it's about to be New Year soon. So hope you guys are getting New Year's um New Year stuff. So this is Team Count My Radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great weekend. <laughs> Can't host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Can't host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.